Welcome to episode 75 of the Roger Snipes Show. The Roger Snipes Show. Yo, hope all is blessed, peeps, and welcome back. So today, I'm doing a podcast with the legendary, legendary Grant Cardone. I'm um, pretty chuffed about this, to be honest with you, because I met Grant, I think in 2008 at the 10X Growth Conference when he came to UK, um, got myself a ticket and um, it was it was amazing. It was so incredible. I think it took place at the O2, so it was like proper spectacular venue, um, crowd was amazing and Grant himself has <laughs> just he's got amazing charisma, showmanship. He's he's got he's got the whole package to be honest with you. Um so if you if you're not aware of who Grant is, he's a real estate investor, he's uh, an international speaker, uh, entrepreneur, author of the 10x rule which I actually got on Audible, amazing book and the creator of 21 best-selling business programs. Um, He owns and operates seven privately held companies and a 1.5 billion portfolio of multifamily properties. Uh, Yeah, so he's he's kind of a big deal. (laughs) Uh, You know, I remember listening to uh, Grant in, in an interview and one of the questions was somewhere around how do you get around finding the the right sort of product uh, for each person? And he was like, if there's a demand for something, then <laughs> he will create a product. Like he has a product for every single price bracket. You know, wherever your uh, tax code is, he's got a product for you. You know, if you've got... If you don't have that much money, it's okay. He'll have a product for you. If you have a lot of money, he'll have a product for you as well. So I think it's one of the amazing financially diverse individuals that I'm aware of. And one of the interesting things about him as well is he's such a humble human being. Okay, on social media... He does appear quite arrogant to some people, but when you look between that, like when you look through that, you can see he does have. There is a humble part to him. Like you can, you can, you can see it in his eyes when he's interviewing other people as well. He's got this little innocence about him, but when it comes to business, when it comes to being on the stage, he has to. It's like, um, okay. It's showtime, and he does what needs to be done. I really like him. I really do like Grant Cardone. He's got such, um, he's got he's got really great energy about him, and it's very infectious. And I think you can learn a lot. So yeah, <laughs> I think I think you'll like this one. Now, this particular podcast is around. He recently done a show called Undercover Billionaire. Now. It's about, basically, he is put in a completely new environment and 
basically all his money is stripped off him. He has no money apart from $100 in his pocket. Now, his task is to make $1 million in 90 days. <laughs> so he's he's put in a in an area okay here's a hundred dollars make one million in 90 days and it it does make you question is he gonna be able to survive <laughs> you know you know you see videos of him flying around in his plane or helicopter just you know living that lavish life and stripped of like like all of his contacts all of his money and to put in even less than average situation uh, in the show you see him actually uh, sleeping uh, in a vehicle uh, which is not his <laughs> and he's proper hustling so i i think it's a really admirable thing to do for people to see it's not really about how much money you have. It's how creative you are as an individual with whatever you have. And uh, that's that's the sort of value that I, I got from it, in all fairness. Um, but I'll let you guys judge it for yourself. Anyhow, so the question is basically about the program which he was on, Undercover Billionaire. Uh, I think you guys will like it. The podcast itself is only 30, about 30 minutes, as he only has a short time slot. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think there's definitely some value. But anyway, let's bring on Grant Cardone. All right, all right, Grant Cardone. Oh my gosh, on, we, finally, we finally made it, finally made it. It's an absolute pleasure to have the opportunity to talk to you. I've been going back and forth with uh, your secretary, Annie, and I was thinking, do you know what? It's not going to happen again, but here we are, here we are. So how are you? I apologize that it's been so difficult, man. Of course. Yeah, I told everybody, I, I, so for, for your viewer, like I, I told everybody before this, Roger and I were talking. I said, this is the highlight of my day to be able to spend time with, with you, man. God bless, man. Likewise, likewise. So that a lot of uh, what's going on at the moment, a lot of talk is uh, the show which he was on, which is um, Undercover Billionaire. So could you give us a, a brief uh, intro on what it is all about? And then we'll just go into some yeah, questions. So, so January of last year, about this time last year, I get a phone call from Discovery Channel that they're getting ready next year, uh, this year, to drop their streaming app. Okay, they're going to be in the streaming business like so many TV shows are, or TV networks. And that they have this hit show called Undercover Billionaire. They had a season, one season of it, and it was a big success for Discovery Channel. And I said, okay, well, what's the undercover billionaire? And they're like, we drop you off in a town where you don't have, you don't, you've never been, you can't use your money, you can't use your name, can't use your credit facilities, can't call your banker friends, you can't call your buddies, you can't use your social media, and you got to turn $100 into a million-dollar business. <laughs> and I said, yeah, so why y'all calling me? 
And they said, they said, they said, because we, we want to know if you would do it. I said, yeah, uh, well, number one, I could do it. Number two, would I? I don't know. I don't know if I would, but I know I could. So he's like, well, man, look into the show, check it out and call me back. So I call, I watched the show from the season before, called the guy back. I said, hey, put me in front of the president of Discovery Channel. And he's like, well, do you want to do the show? I said, I want to meet who runs it. He's like, Nancy underscore Daniels at discovery.com. I said, put me in front of Nancy underscore Daniels. <laughs> so I got on my bird, man. I flew to LA. I met with Nancy underscore Daniels at discovery.com. I walk into this massive boardroom, dude. Like this is like, this is an epic story, right? So I walk in this big room. She's got all this people. I'm by myself. I bring a little small duffel bag with me. I walk in, she's got all these people with her. She's like this queen with all these executives, these, you know, these, these little people, the peasants that, that, that protect her. <laughs> I feel like I'm in England back in the day, right? And, and, and she says, she, I, she's like, well, will you do it? And I said, explain me the show again. I, I already know what it is, right? She's like, we're going to drop you off in a town you've never been with $100, an old truck and a new phone with no contacts. You cannot use your name. If you use your name, you can't use the business that you build. Your job is to build a million dollar business in 90 days with only a hundred bucks. And I'm like, what else? <laughs> like, what else you it? want me to do? What else you want me to do? I said, how about I win a Grammy or an <laughs> Emmy or an Academy Award? She's like, are you being for real right now? Are you playing me? I said, look, Nancy underscore Daniels at discovery.com. <laughs> That's her email address, by the way. I said, look, check it out. Check it out. Make it 10 million. I don't need the whole 90 days and you can keep your hundred bucks. And by the way, if I don't do it and I reached down, dude, true story. I pulled my little duffel bag up. I pulled my bag up and I said, if I don't do it, I'll give you a million dollars in cash. And in the bag, in that bag was a million dollars in cash. My God. And she looked at me, she says, you're going to be great TV. <laughs> And that's how I closed the deal. And then two months later, I was in a little town called Pueblo, Colorado with a hundred bucks to my name. And you guys get to follow me. The viewer gets to follow me for 12 weeks. This is reality TV. There's no production. There's no bullshit, nothing made up. Uh, there's nobody coming in to do something to, you know, a lot of these shows are, it's all, it's all, it's all completely fab fabricated. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's I, cool. It's a cool show because it shows me, uh, Roger, just shows me like here, here's I've gotten to a place in my life where my name's worth something. I got a little bit of money and now I now I can't use my name and I can't use my money. The, the very the two things I've been killing myself to get and now I can't use them. It's insane. Like I've, I've, I've listened to a few a few of your audio books and I got to say one thing I do love is the fact that you voice your audio books all the, all the way through. Now yeah. I'm currently working on my own audio book, which is going to be at no length to the ones that you've done. And I'm already like, whoo, slightly exhausted. And yeah. after, if I was wearing a hat, I'd have to take it off and be like, dude, amazing. Seriously. Yeah. Um, but what I want to know is like, how difficult did you find the show? Yeah, look, this was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Like I went into her office. I'm like, I'm going to kill this. I'm going to do this in 60 days. I don't need the 90 days. Literally. I kept saying that, by the way, I told him, I said, I'm going to bring my family in. My family's going to be with me too while we do it. Well, 
dude, I get, I get dropped off in this little town in Colorado, a mountain town. It's really a desert. There's nothing there. Like when you watch the show, you're going to be like, dude, there's nothing in this town. Wow. And, and, uh, I called my wife like five hours into the deal. I'm like, I'm ready to quit right now. But 15 degrees, what is that like zero? 15 degrees, yeah, cold. I don't have a place to sleep. I don't have food. I don't have water. And and um, I wanted to quit every day for 84 days. Wow. I saw, I did see a bit where, I, I don't know, you was in... Um... You was talking to some guy asking for a place to whether you can. Yeah. Hey, can I sleep here? Yeah. Yeah. Can I sleep here? And he was, and he was saying that you could, uh, was it sleep in his truck? Was you asking whether you could sleep in his truck or something? It, it was sleep in his RV. He had an his RV. RV. And I slept in the RV. How did that feel for you? I mean, dude, you're a billionaire. Terrible. It was terrible, bro. <laughs> This is insane, man. This is insane. I'm like, all I got to do is drive like three hours and I can sleep on my Gulf Stream. <laughs> yeah. So from having absolutely everything to all of a sudden, like you've got nothing. Like $100 is is as good as, well, that's broke as far as I'm concerned. It's concerned. nothing, you, man. It's like... what, what is that, like 10 pounds or something? <laughs> no. It's, it's it's slightly more, but I guess okay. in the UK we do see it like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's tremendous. Um, I imagine your new appreciation for things has has gone up. Like, yeah, like how, how does it feel? Like, you know, well, from where you are going to, I don't know, almost like poverty. Like, how how do you how do you do you have a newfound appreciation? How does it feel for you? Well, in America, look, the poverty levels at nineteen thousand a year. So. I was below poverty. I had a hundred bucks and no job, no. no income, by the way, no credit card. Okay. I don't have a job. Yeah. I don't have food or water, man. You understand? Like when, when we landed in this town and I realized where I was landing to, I got on the phone they gave me and I searched Pueblo, Colorado. And I started looking at the demographics. I'm like, Oh shit, man. And then I looked at the temperature. I'm like, Oh my God. And then I looked at what time's the sunset three hours. I'm like, fuck. Okay, this shit is getting real. So I was getting off the plane with the duffel bag and I and I got off the plane. I run back onto my plane. I start stuffing shit in my bag, blankets, pillows, like food, kind bars. Like I'm like, shit, I'm going to be I, I grabbed a big water jug that was empty because I'm like, if I grab this jug, I'll just fill it up everywhere I go. The whole thing hit me. An hour and 45 minutes before this moment. I was with Kevin Hart on stage in front of 12,000 people. And so like, I went from the high of the highs to the, to the freaking low of the lows. What made you decide to do it of, of all, I don't know, you've got projects galore and I don't know how many streams of income, like a reality show. Why? Yeah. So the reason I did this, I mean, there's a lot of reasons I did it, but the number one reason I did it was because when the guy asked me, could you do it? I was like, yeah, I could do it. But I was like, mm, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, I think I could do it. I mean, privately, it was like, I think I could do it. But I don't know. You don't know if you can pick it up until you pick it up. Mm. You know, you can be like, I think I can do that. But until you pick it up, until you press it, 
you don't know for sure. And it don't matter, by the way, if you think you can. Like, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about the whole mental thing. It's all mental. It ain't all mental. It's mental until it becomes physical. Like you can wish it, think it, pray it, meditate it. Until you do it, ain't nobody going to count it. And, and so um, the reason I did this was because I had to know, could I do this? The number one question people ask me is this. If you didn't have anything, what would you do? In this show, you get to follow me for 12 weeks and watch what I would do if I had nothing. You know what? That's, um, it's so great. It's so great. That's, that's given, I would say that's opened the eyes to a lot of people to show the possibility, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, because so many people have a bag of excuses as to why things aren't working out for them. Oh, you know, I'm living in unfortunate circumstances. And the fact that you have taken it so far back, stripping everything off and be like, you know what? I'll show you I can do it just because of what I have in here. And I watched that part where he was like hustling. I can't remember. I think it was, uh, was it in a bed? Like, was you selling beds yeah. or something? Yeah, mattresses. I was selling mattresses. Yeah. It was almost like I was like, oh gosh, Uncle G, like, are you really doing this? You know, I'm watching you. Yeah, dude. yeah by the way, I was doing that for nothing. Yeah. So I think a lot of people miss that when you see the show, people are like, oh, he's working for a commission. No, I was working for nothing. I told the guy not to give me anything. Right. I don't I mean, want anything, dude. I didn't want money. I wanted equity. I wanted an opportunity. <laughs> I wanted possibility. So, um, yeah, you know, back to your bag of excuses, like, you know, I only got two legs, I only got two arms, I only got one head. I don't have any money. You know, I don't have a time. I got two kids. I'm, I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm this color, whatever, right? Like everybody's got their excuses. In this show, I will prove to you, like if, if a person sits and watches this show, they will never use time and money as their excuse again. Amazing. Amen. What was the biggest thing you learned? What's the biggest lesson you learned? Man, so many, so many, like, you know, number one lesson I learned is I can do anything. Shit. All right, right. That's you know, like, like, like today I know that like, like you cannot break me. You can take everything from me, but I am not what I own. I am who I am. Yeah. And, and, and you can, I, I know today, I don't know if my kids can do this. I don't know if my wife can do it, but I know that you can drop me off anywhere. If I can speak the language, I'm going to be okay. Mm, mm, yeah. You can break me, but you won't break me. You know what I'm saying? Like I could be broke, but I won't be broken. And everybody should know that about themselves mm. because the moment, you know, Hey, you could take all my stuff, but you can't take me, my courage, my commitment, my creativity, uh, you know, you become a dangerous person. Yeah, absolutely. What well, did you make any mistakes? You reckon? If so, what would you say was the biggest mistakes you made while you were on the show? Uh, doing the show was the biggest mistake. <laughs> I would never do it again. I would advise anybody if you if they call you up and say, "Man, we need a big, strapping, beautiful black man to do this with an English accent," I'd be like, "Run, bro, run!" Okay. Um, you know, the mistakes I made while doing the deal, like one of my deals got blown up because they found out who I was. I got discovered as Grant Cardone, so I couldn't use that deal. Uh, second thing I did was I, uh, I went to this appointment. I knew it was a waste of time, but the company, the discovery wanted me to do it. 
it was a complete waste of time. Uh, I mean, I, I made a lot of mistakes, but I did stay on my plan pretty well. Mm. Mm. Uh, I come short. I, I do. I don't hit my personal target was not hit, but I think people will still be like shocked at what I do do. Mm. Is it revealed? Of, uh, oh yeah. How much you've. Oh yeah. 100%. It was, there's still a company right there over there right now. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is like when I started this, it was February, third week in February and COVID hadn't hit America yet. Mm. We had just finished our big conference. COVID was being talked about a little bit, but it was nothing. It was not a deal. It wasn't, people weren't dying from it. It wasn't, the country wasn't shut down. I was 10 days into the deal, picked up my first check. I'm like, Oh my God, I picked up my first check, man. And they're like, Hey, we're done. I said, huh? They're like, we can't, we're, we're pulling the plug on the deal. I said, what? What are you talking about pulling the plug, dude? I just got my first check. I've been here 10 days suffering. Fucking, I ain't got any food or money. I got nothing. I got, I got, I got my first check for 10 grand. I just told this guy, I'm going to deliver a bunch of services to him. Grant, we're done. It's over. COVID, we're shutting down the project. And I ended up almost getting in a fist fight with the, with, with the people at Discovery. And, and so, uh, um, we then took off two months. I, I knew I would not go back. I told my wife, I said, I'll never go back and do that again. They talked me back into this bullshit. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, look, we, I under, you know, you underestimate what, what, it co- what, what, what it feels like. If you've ever been hit in the face before, uh, the first time you get hit in the face, it's not as bad as the second time. Because the right? second time, you know, the first time you get cold cocked, you don't know it's coming. The second time, they're like, I'm going to do it again. You're like, shit. <laughs> oh, by the way, you got two months to think about it. Mm. So when I went back, I had to go back into that again. Going back the second time was harder than going there the first time. Right, right. What kind of business uh, did you build? When you was there? Well, I was actually trying to build uh, three little businesses. Um, again, the goal was $10 million. I had, I had three targets. I had an acai bowl restaurant that I wanted to do. I didn't really want to do that one. I thought it was a bad idea, but it was worth talking about. Uh, the second was a real estate company. And, and the third one was a marketing company. Right. Okay. I mean, it's the stuff I know, right? Mm, makes sense. I know how to do that stuff. So, mm, mm. and you know, you're, you're a big name. I'm surprised that the moment you went went into it, people didn't recognize you immediately. How did you get away? Well, like, well yeah, bro. Look, yeah, look at man. I may I I look like you on the show. I grew a beard. I grew a beard. I shaved my head. Mm. Let me see if I got a picture of this. I, I saw. I saw. I saw a couple of videos, like completely yeah. shaved heads. Oh uh, yeah, dude. I'm in, I'm in t-shirts. I wear two t-shirts. I'm not wearing my Cardone Capital gear. I'm not in all my 10X stuff. Everybody sees me in my gear every day, right? I mean, I had two t-shirts and two pairs of pants and some old boots. One guy said to me, he's like, man, you sound just like Grant Cardone. Said, no yeah. way. Oh, yeah. I said, bro, do you think Grant Cardone would be in fucking Pueblo, Colorado? I mean, that's just stupid. He's like, no, nah, he'd never come here. And then we went about our business. Oh, that's funny. That's I funny. just kept moving, you know, shucking and jiving. What did you do for food and 
you know, water and shelter? How how did that all work out for you? Was it was it? A so you gotta watch you gotta watch the show to see that. But but I will tell you this: the hundred dollars they gave me. Let's see if I still got it on. <laughs> they gave me this on February the twentieth, mm. and I still have it a year later. <laughs> I never tapped the hundred, bro. Not one time. Never touched it. Mm -hmm. Was you just provided food, food and stuff? Like, how, how did that work out for you? I just worked it, man. Worked it. Okay. The There's no shortage of food. There's no shortage of housing. There's no shortage of people. Mm -hmm. And people, people have the housing. People have the food, and people have the money. Amazing. So as soon as I got, as soon as they gave me the hundred dollars, they're like, "What's the first thing you're going to do when you get to the town?" And I said, first thing I'm going to do is go drop the hundred dollars off." And they're like, "What do you mean?" I said, uh, "I don't need this hundred dollars." And they're like, what do, you, what do you mean? I said, I'm bringing the money to the bank. And they're like, no, man, we need to see you spend the money. I said, I ain't never spending this money. Because awesome. I said, if I'm going to, if I'm going to spend this money, I'm going to become a manager of money. And when you manage money, you can't make money. You can't manage and create at the same time. One's defense and one's offense. So I went, dropped this off at the bank. Boom. I was at zero. I was there 15 minutes and I went straight to zero. So then I'm having to go talk to people about, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? If I do this for you, would you give me that? Oh, wow. You got this truck over there, man. Can I help you sell your truck? Yeah. Yeah, man. You can help. It's a $40,000 truck, dude. Two, two days. I was there two days and I was rolling in a $41,000 truck. That's, that's like mind blowing shit. I was I, I was there three hours and I lived in a $65,000 RV first night I was there. People like, you going to sleep in your truck? No, nah, I ain't going to sleep in my truck. I'm going to sleep in somebody's empty bed. Amazing. So you just got to have the strategy, man. It's not just a mindset. People need to have a strategy. You got to have a strategy, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, and so my goal was to get rid of the hundred. Okay. They gave me this. This was, this is just. It's a fake out. Oh, we're going to give you a hundred bucks. I said, I don't need it. Keep it. Just give me nothing. Let's do the show where you give me nothing. Cause that's what that is. That's nothing. What would your, what would your last message be for people who feel like they, they don't have much choices in life? You know, you need to go out and do something that makes you feel, feel like you're strong enough to get some choices. Like you always have a choice, right? And if you think you're a victim, I mean, it's going to be painful. Mm. If you think you don't have choices, you're going to get screwed over. Like it's, it's going to be ugly. And I understand that because I felt like that for a lot of my life where I didn't have choices. And I finally decided to get myself in a position where I was going to blame no one for anything. Mm. And, you know, no matter what happens to me today, I'm like, okay, I'm responsible. I'll take responsibility for that. Whoever takes the most responsibility ends up with the most, the, the, the best life. So uh, my whole life, my, my life has not been like, has not been all, you know, Gulf streams and, and, and fancy cars. It's been the, the first 40 years of my life was extremely difficult. Lost my father, lost my brother, lost my mom, you know, like I lost everybody. Did I didn't have anything. And, and, um, and everything has been just kind of trial and error for me. 
and, and people see my life today and they're like, oh, that dude's got it made, you know? No, I ain't had it made. I'm not even, I'm not self-made either. Mm. Like uh, most people counted me out, including myself. Nothing's come easy to me, but, but I know everything got easier when I started taking responsibility and say, I, I'm responsible. You know, I don't have any money. I'm responsible. I don't have opportunity. I'm responsible. People don't like me. I'm responsible. You know, my body hurts. I'm responsible. You can try to give me an injection or I can take an Advil, but I'm responsible. I got to get in the gym, dude. Mm. You don't want to hurt. You don't, you don't want your body to hurt. Go in the gym every day. Your body won't hurt anymore. Period. Mm. You know, I went to the chiropractor, fixed my body. I went to the masseuse, fixed my body. I went to the gym, worked out every day. I quit hurting every day. So just raise your hand and be responsible or get you a t-shirt and say, I'm a victim. Fuck me over. <laughs> because the world, this planet that we live on, all these good people that you're walking the streets with, they will screw you over if you got a victim t-shirt on. That's so interesting because it's true. Like, if you're going to feel that way, you start to gravitate that type of people. Dude, towards you, you're going to be, you're going to be pulling in, man. You're going to be pulling. In. Oh, I'm always around guys that cheat on me. Cheat, keep, get, just you're going to keep pulling them in because <laughs> because you've decided. You've decided. I I don't have money. Okay, good. So you're never going to have money. I you know I don't have time. You're never going to have time. Mm. So it's cool. It's, it's, it's pretty cool because the people that are the busiest, like the people that you would think that have the least amount of time, somehow figure out how to do shit. It's, mate, it's, I, I have a ton of things which I have to do on a regular basis, but it's, it's so interesting that sometimes when I reach out to people that I know are not so busy, they tend to be so busy. And I'm like, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Like, if I was to show them my schedule, I'm like, how is it I managed to find time? Like, I've got a ton of shit I need to do. I have, but I'll find time. But these people who maybe do uh, a nine to five, they're like, oh. Oh, dude, I, I can't do it. You know, like, it's just, you know, as long as you make excuses, you're going to have problems. So mm -hmm. I just, I, e even when I don't think I'm responsible, I'm like, I'm responsible. Yeah, that's great. I like yeah. that. And I love your story. The, the recent, well, it's not a recent book. It's an older book. It's uh, Be, was it? Um, be Obsessed or Be Average. Yes. Be Obsessed or Be Average. Like the story of, you know, when you was, uh, you know, drinking lots of alcohol and stuff. And, you know, when you lost your dad and, um, you know, just like the thought process of when you was, when you was living with your mom and you, you had this un understanding that you, well, you first of all said that, you're gonna, you're gonna be rich and you want to, because you, you don't like to see her suffer. And yeah. you, you didn't want to suffer anymore. And you wanted to make a change. I felt the power, like when you were saying it and it was like, man, it just felt so emotional and I loved it. You know, yeah. and when you started to go down and you know, you was drinking again and you was like, what is this all about? Like, I can't live like this. Yeah. And then you started to make a, a change. And I think it was um, selling cars, first of all that was the first change. Like you just put all your energy in it. And it yeah, was- it, it, Look, that was a job that I didn't want. Yeah. You know, I was walking around today. I was outside my building today. I was like, man, there's stuff I'm doing right now. I don't want to do it. I'm like, okay, just put your head down, do the deal, get it done. You know, and, and I think it's, a lot of people think, oh, you get to a certain place and then you're going to be like, you're never going to do stuff you don't want. That's not been my experience. 
you know, I've been doing stuff my whole life I didn't want to do. Uh, I got two bad deals on my desk right now. People ask me to do stuff. I'm like, man, I'm getting the short end of the stick here. But it's all because I'm not in a position yet to to be in a position to, to have this deal the way I want it. And so, you know, until I, until I get in that position, until I've earned the right to be in that position or earn the knowledge or the leverage, then I'm going to be on the short end of the stick. And so sometimes you just got to do shit you don't want to do. Amen. And hopefully with a purpose, hopefully you're not doing that for the rest of your life. Hopefully you're going to be in a position at some point to balance that out. And at least half the time, at least half the time you get, you know, you get to do stuff that, you know, you, you don't need to put other people in the shard in the stick, but at least you get your fair share of the stick. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, Grant, I don't want to take up more of your time. I swear I'll just stay here and talk for another half an hour, but I know that, you need a short slot. So, man, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate man, it's my pleasure, brother. I, you know, it's always being around you always makes me feel better. So thank you for the contribution you made me today just for spending some time with me. Oh, God bless you, man. God bless you. Where, where can people find you? So you're on Instagram. Where else? Oh, yeah. Just plug wherever you are. I'll find you, man. Shit. <laughs> you might be walking down the street corner somewhere, somewhere in London and be like, there he is, man. <laughs> I'm talking about for like listeners and, and viewers oh, yeah. where they can find you. So I know yeah, you're like, like, you know, I'm in, a, I'm in, I'm anywhere. Like if you're looking for, for help on money, finance, real estate, uh, 10X growth conference, we got a big conference. Our annual conference is coming up here in, in about a month in Miami. You can watch it virtual if you want. Uh, you can, you can uh, uh, go to the website, grantcardone.com forward slash free grantcardone.com forward slash free. It's virtually free. It's 97 bucks when you register. And then I give you a $97 credit at my store for anything else you want to buy from us. Uh, it's a three-day conference with A-Rod, uh, the baseball player, uh, superstar, Tyrese Gibson, Mike Rowe, Kevin O'Leary, Pitbull, 50 Cent. Ooh. Uh, Donald, Donald, uh, Don Peebles, he's worth seven African-American worth $700 million. Swan sit, Glenn Sanford's worth 2 billion bucks. Jesse Itzler's married to Sarah Blakely, founded a damn jet company. Cause he couldn't, he couldn't afford a private jet. Uh, Glenn, Glenn Stearns, he's worth five or 600 million bucks. Like it's, it's an unbelievable conference. Uh, Cindy Eckert, who, who's, who, uh, just sold her company for a billion dollars. And, and people can come. It's three days. You can come for 97 bucks. I give you 100% of your money back at my store. Wow. Uh, the, the website's grantcardone.com forward slash free. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Okay. Yes, I appreciate you too, man. Um, lost words. Thanks. Thanks again. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, man. All right. You take care, sir. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips. So always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. 
So thank you. If you do like the Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? A five star would be awesome. But some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time.